Today's daf is Bavakama daf kuf beis, and we are 11 lines from the bottom of daf kuf alaf amid beis, rova romi. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Achen b'nei Yisrael, and as soon as Bashivya. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Shalema for Miriam Rachel Basara, and today's daf is being learned for Nishmas, Sara Bas Ben Zion. So, in the course of yesterday's daf, from seven and a half years ago, the Gemara mentioned a halacha in Hilchis Shvius that relates to plants that were used primarily as dyes. Today's daf is going to begin with a little bit of a digression related to the laws of Shvius as it relates to plants that are primarily used as dyes. Rava Rami. Rava asked a steer. Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah in Mesech Shvius, Mimin Hatsoivin, if somebody plants something that he is intending on using as a dye, for example, Sviche Sotim Vikoitza, what exactly those things are, Ayin Shan. But the point is, these are plants that people don't eat, they're used as Says the Mishnah, they are subject to the laws of Shvius. Not just that. If somebody would purchase these plants, the Kedusha of Shvius would transfer over to the money that was used to purchase these plants. Additionally, says the Mishnah, they're subject to the laws of beer. And if somebody would purchase these plants with money, the money would now be subject to the laws of beer. Now, what exactly is beer? So the halach is that on Shvius, all the tfuah that a person has in his field becomes hefker. Now, does that mean that you yourself cannot take from it? No, of course you can. Can you hoard? The answer is, it depends. As long as this min that you're hoarding is available in the field for others or for the animals to take, then the halach is you can. If it's not available, then you cannot. Once it's not available, you have to be mevair. That's what's known as beer. But the point of the Mishnah is that that if somebody has a field and he's growing plants that are used for dyeing purposes, those plants are subject to the laws of Shvi. It says the Gemara, Rava talking, Alma, you see from here, Eitzim, Yeshbeh, you see that even wood, meaning even something that grows where it's not meant to be eaten, but it's subject to the Kedusha of Shvius. So the Kash is very many, I'll ask you, a steer from a so Ali Konim, the Ali Gefanim, leaves of reeds and leaves of vines. Shegivavam Becheva Apneasada, if a person went and he gathered them to put away in storage. The question is, are these leaves going to be subject to the laws of Shvius, or are they not going to be subject to the laws of Shvius? So the Bryce says it depends. If the person was malakit, he gathered all these alim for the purpose of eating yesh v'mishom k'tusha Shvius, they're going to be subject to Shvius. If, however, he gathered these alim to use as wood, to burn, they're not going to be subject to the laws of Shvius. What do you see from here? That eitzim are... We have a steer. I have a Mishnah Mesach Tashviyas that says, And I have a Brysa that says, If it was licked on Now, and Eitzim are not literally the same thing. is when you're going to use the plant as a dye. Eitzim is when you're going to use it 
the way people used wood, which was primarily for fire, for fuel. But atzad ha'shova shebahen is that they're both not being used lo'achlo. They're not being used to eat. And you have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Braisa, whether something that's not meant lo'achilo, yesh behem mishom kedush ha'shviyas, or em behem mishom kedush ha'shviyas. This was Rav Stira, when Mishani Rav answered, Am Akra, that if you look in the Torah, it says, v'hoysa Shabbos ha'aretz lochem, and we learn from the word that the only time you have the laws of Shvius is if the thing that's growing is something that you benefit from, you have anah from, at the same time that it gets consumed. Yotsu eats him as opposed to eats him, where the anah that a person has from it, he has after it was already consumed. In other words, Eitzim sometimes ayesh behem mishom and sometimes it's ein behem mishom There's no halacha that says that the only time you're going to have kedushas is going to be if the purpose of this plant was lo'achla to be eaten. Stating that you do need that the trunas nefesh of this plant should mirror; it should be similar to a plant that is going to be eaten. What's unique about a plant that's going to be eaten? So there's a lot of things. But Rava was picking on one prat, and that is, when you eat something, you have hana from the food that you're eating as you're eating it. Meaning, as you're consuming it, as you're being mevire it, you're having hana from it, you're having pleasure from it. Thus, the rule says that anytime you plant something, where hana asoy ubiuroi is shoven, it's then that you have the Allah of And if you have something where hana asoy and biyuray are not shoven, but rather hanaasen comes after biyuran, then dalach is not going to have When a person plants something and he uses it as a dye, so the hana and the beer happen at the same place. What's the pleasure that you have from a dye? It's the fact that your wool is now going to be a different color. It's going to be niklat from this dye. The kalita, the dye, gets absorbed into the wool at the time that the dye is being consumed. Thus, which is like achila, that's why it's going to be subject to the laws of shviyas. As opposed to eitzim, what hana does a person have from wood? So the regular standard conventional hana is that you use it as fuel. When do you benefit from the fuel? It's after the wood is already burnt. Rashi says you burn the wood and then you have coals and you use the coals to bake or whatever it is that you're going to use it for. But being that the Ikra no is going to happen after Biyuron, so that's not similar to Lachlo, then you're not going to have Kedusha Shviz. So again, Eitzim Yeishpeh Mishum Kedusha Shviz, Eimbehem Mishum Kedusha Shviz. Or more accurately, is the only time this Kedusha Shviz when you planted something Lachlo or Lavdafka when you planted it Lachlo? The answer is Lavdafka if you planted it Lachlo, but it has to mirror Lachlo. What does it mean, mirror Lachlo? If it's going to be Hanasib Ure Shavan, then you're going to be subject to Shviz. If not, not, that's the answer to the contradiction. Miminat Soifin, where it's Hanasan Ubiuran Shavin, over there you're going to have Kedusha Shviz, as opposed to Eitzen Ba'alma, where it's Hanasan Acha Biuram, thus it's not similar to Lachla, over there you're not going to have Kedusha Shviz. But the Gemara has a follow up question. That is, Va'ika Eitzen the Mishran, Hanasan Ubiuran Shavin. There are certain words that people benefit from as they're being consumed. What are those words? So the Gemara refers to them as Eitzim the Mishchan. The word Mishchan means oil. Rashi says that these are wood that was used as torches. Now, if a person uses wood as a torch, so then he's having Hanah from the light and he's having Hanah from it as the wood is being consumed. 
Now, the Brysa sounds like, Likton le'etzim, what's that locha? Ein behem mishum kedusha shviz. It doesn't matter if you're using the etzim to have coals to be able to bake, or if you're using the etzim for light. Either way, the halach is, Ein behem mishum kedusha shviz. If the reason Ein behem mishum kedusha shviz is because Hanasan is acha biyuron, etzim the mishchan, Hanasan will biyuron is shavin. So that should be like miminat soivin, that should be like regular lochlo. The halach is over there, there should be kedusha shviz. So lochurat, isn't that a, a pircha on Rava's terrace? On my Rava, Rava said, I hear what you're saying, but stating that, Stam Eitzim, Lahasaka Hain Oimer. Meaning, although it's true, there are certain Eitzim, there are certain woods where it's Hanasan and Buru and Shafan, because those woods are used for a torch, they're used for light, but Stam Eitzim are not. I mean, that Stam Eitzim are not. So, what we say is that all Eitzim are going to be defined by Stam Eitzim. And if Stan Eitzim is Hanas and Achabiyuron, that all Eitzim will be treated as if they are Hanas and Achabiyuron, and therefore all Eitzim are going to be exempt from the laws of Shvius. Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana said, the Eitzim lahasaka tanohi. This teretz that Rav just said, and really this Chiddush lahalacha that Rav just said, and that is that although the Brisa says that. If somebody was licked on the eights and aim behem mishum and Ravi explained because he had a contradiction from a Mishnah that the gedad varim is because anything that's hanaosay acha biyuram is exempt from kedusha shvias, and although there are certain eights in where hanaosan and biyuram is shavin, but it doesn't matter. Being that stam eightsim lahasakein oimdem, even if. The eightsim in question are not lahasaka, but rather they're meant for light, still they're going to be treated like Stam Eitzim. Rav Kahana said, now everybody agrees with this. It's a and he's about to prove that there would be a Shita Satanam that would hold that Eitzim, that's Lahasoko, ain't Hachinami, being that it's Hanos and Achib Yurin is going to be exempt from Shvias, but Eitzim, that's Lemishchan, Eitzim, that's used for light, that type of Eitzim, being that it's Hanos and Umir, there it will be subject to the laws of Shvius. What is this? The Tanya we learned in a Bryce. A person is not allowed to take the fruits of Shvius. He can't use it to soak flax. He can't use it to do the laundry either. Now, once upon a time, it was common that people used wine for soaking flax and Likfusa, it was considered a detergent. So this price says that a person is not allowed to take perish such as yayin, and use a lemisha or likfusa. The reason you can't is because the Torah is very clear. It says that all perish have to be used la'achla. Now we know chazal darshan la'achla v'loy l'schayra, but la'achla v'loy a lot of things. You have to use a la'achla. So Dr. Like Bryce, if you're using it lemisha, using it likfusa, it's not la'achla, therefore it's not going to be okay. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael says, no, isn't perish v'yaz l'techa mishra, no, although it says la'achla, but this is going to be okay. My time the Rabbanon, what's Pshan and the Rabbanon that say that you're not allowed to use Perish Fierce Lemishra, Lukfusa Makra, is because it says in the Torah, La Achla, and we learn from there, Velay Lemishra, La Achla, Velay Lukfusa, for Rabbi Yosi. I mean, what does Rabbi Yosi hold? Amakra, it says in the Torah, Lochem, Vahoisa Shabbis Haoretz, Lochem, La Achla, and from the word Lochem, we learn, Lachol Tsar Chechem, that you're allowed to use it really for anything that you want. I mean, you can even use it, Lemishra, you can even use it, Lukfusa. It says the Mother Rabbanon, Nami, Hoksiv Lochem. Rabbana, what do you do with the word lochem? If lochem is memayit, the loy the mishra, the loy the kfusa, ayah says lochem, it sounds like it's coming to be marbe something, says the Rabbana, lochem dum yada lochem, lochem is coming to be marbe something similar to lochem. What does that mean? Bemisha na asoy, ubiyura ishavin. Anytime you're having hana, and the hana 
and the beer is shaven, as we explained it earlier in the Gemara, that's when we're going to say that's something you're allowed to use it for. Yatsu Mishra Kfusa, as opposed to Mishra Kfusa, Shahana Osan where the Hana that you have from the Mishra and the Kfusa, you have after Biyur. Now, why is that the case? So Rashi says that the reason is because when a person takes his flax or a person takes his clothing and he puts it into the wine or whatever fruit it is that he's using, so initially what he puts in is going to get ruined. It's only later that it's going to get better. Thus, we say that the Hana comes after the beer, because at the time of the beer, it's being mechalkal, it's not being mezakin. But the point is, what did the Rabbanon do with the word of Lochem? It's marbe, anything that's hanaasai ubiyurei shav. But mishur kfusa is hanaasai nachabiyur, and therefore it's not going to be included. Rabbi Yossi, now we Rabbi Yossi, that's marbe the mishur the kfusa. From the word lochem, what is even made from the achla? Amalacha, who mi bayle the chetatanya? He uses it for the following price. The tanya we learned to the price. So la achla v'loy lemelugma. You're allowed to use perish fias to eat, but you're not allowed to use perish fias for melugma. Melugma means. For in Yone Rifu, you tell me that Lachla teaches me Veloy the Malugma, maybe Lachla is coming to teach me Veloy the Kfusa, says the Bryson. No, it says Lachem, and Lachem is Marba. What's in Marba? It's Marba Kfusa. If that's the case, so if Lachem is already Marba Kfusa, so what's Lachla going to be Mamait? It's going to be Mamait, Veloy the Malugma. It's going to teach me that Malugma is going to be excluded. So we have Lochem to be Marba Kfusa, and we have Loachla to be Mayat Malugma. You have a Reboy, Sacha Koil, and you have a meal. So how do you know what to be Marba and what to be Mamai? Mechatez to be Marba Kfusa, be Mamai Malugma, Efshafaker, Zok de Gemara. Marba Nias Akfusa, and Marba Kfusa Shashava Bechaladam, because everybody needs to do the laundry. As opposed to Malugma, Chainer Shava Bechaladam, that's only Negeo. But someone that doesn't have this machla that requires this malugma, so for him this is not negaya, and it's for that reason it's going to be excluded. But the bottom line is, I have a brisa that's marbekfusa from the word lochem, and it's memait what from laachla malugma. Oh, who's the tan of this brisa? It's going to be Rabbi Yossi. The question was, what does Rabbi Yossi, who uses Lachem to be Marbel and Mishra Lekfusa, do with Le'achla? Well, first in this brisa, what he does is he uses it to be memait. So the bottom line is, where are we right now? We have a, a Braisa, a Machloikis, Rabbi Yossi, and the Chachamim. According to the Chachamim, Ein Moisrim Perish Fies, Loi Le Mishra, the Loi Le Kfusa. According to Rabbi Yossi, Noisnin Perish Fies, Le Toicha Mishra, so we have a machloikis tanoim whether you're allowed to use perish fears for mishra and kfusa or whether you're not allowed to use perish fears for mishra or kfusa. What does it come down to? It says in the Torah the word la'achla. La'achla sounds like only la'achla. It's certainly coming to exclude, but then again it also says lochem. Lochem is coming to be marba. There's a miut and there's a riboy. The chachamim hold the miut is coming to be mamayit. Loyla mishra, loyla kfusa. What's the riboy coming to be marba? Something that's Rabbi Yossi holds the meal's coming to be mema'ed for loyla melugma. What's the riboy coming to be marbel and mishra lekfusa? So the Gemara command also had the Tanya. Who is the Tanya of the following brayso? La achla v'loyla melugma. You can use perish shvius to eat, but you can't use it for yoni rafua. La achla v'loyla zilof. You can use perish shvius to eat, but you can't use it to be mezalef. So what does it mean to be mezalef? So Rashi says that once upon a time they would take wine and they would be mezalef it in the bias just to make the house smell good. It gave it a good aroma. It smells like yain. 
And this was something that, don't try this at home, but once upon a time was common practice. Either way, you're not allowed to use Perish Shviyas, Yayin of Shviyas, Vizilov. And finally, La'achma, V'loi Lassus, Mimena, Apiktoisen. You're allowed to use Perish Shviyas, La'achma, but not for Apiktoisen. So Apiktoisen, Rashi says, can't make this up, Vamit. Lahaki which means to vomit. But the bottom line is that you have a brace that's been my different things that you now use perishvias for. So, who is the Tana of this brace? It's Rabbi Yossi. It has to be Rabbi Yossi. How do we know it's Rabbi Yossi? Because if it's going according to the Rabbanon, you cannot be Mishra Kfusa. Then why stop here? There's more things you can be Mamait. You can be Mamait for like the Mishra. You can be Mamait for like the Kfusa. So, from the fact that we didn't add the Mishra or Kfusa, that's a Raya that this brace must be going according to Rabbi Yossi, who holds that we're actually Marba. Le Mishra Ulakfusa. This was a very nice brace, so that's very negay Hilkashvias, which we're not learning. Machlikis Rabbi Yosin the Chacham, and what you're allowed to use Perishvias for, what you're not allowed to use Perishvias for. But what does it have to do with what we're discussing? So on the top of the Yomid, Rav Kahana said, the Eitzim Lehasaka Tanoi. He said, Rava said a Chidesh. Rava said that this, that it's Mavur in the Braisa, that if somebody was Malakit, Eitzim, the halacha is, it's not subject to the laws of Shvi'is. This is true not only if the reason he was malakit was to use it to create coals to be able to cook and bake, but rather even if it was lemishchan, even if it was meant for fire, even then that's going to be the case. Why was it a chiddush? Because the reason licked on the eights and ain't behem mishum kedusha shviyas is because hanason is acha biyuron. And the rule in shviyas is that the only time you're subject to shviyas is if hanason ubiyuron is shav. Eights in the mishchan, hanason in biyuron is shav. So why then wouldn't it be subject to the laws of shviyas? So Rav said, because stam eights and lasaka inoindin. And being that minas stam, it's lasaka, even if punked in this case, it's not lasaka, but it's going to be treated as if it's lasaka. Says Rav Kahana. This chiddush of Rafa, that being that stam eitzim al lahasaka, so therefore all eitzim are going to be treated as if they were lahasaka and are going to be excluded from the laws of Shvi'is, is really totally the machloikis tanam. Which machloikis tanam? The machloikis Rabbi Yosin the Chacham. Now, where do you see in this machloikis Rabbi Yosin the Chacham and anything related to stam eitzim lahasaka? So there's a major league machloikis. Rashi and the Rishonim had to learn the Gemara. We're going to learn the way Rashi learns the Gemara. It's a long Rashi, but Bekitza, what Rashi says is that what's at the crux of the machloikis between Rabbi Yosin and the Chacham? Whether you're allowed to use Perish Shvias, Lemishra Lekfusa, or you're not allowed to use Perish Shvias, Lemishra Lekfusa. Says Rashi, I'll tell you what I think is at the crux of this machloikis. Stam Perish are not used, Lemishra Lekfusa. And it's for that reason, Stam Perish are subject to the laws of Shvias. If I now go and I use Perish, Lemishra Lekfusa, so I'm deviating from the Stam. Do we say, if that's the case, it has its own Shulchan Aruch, or do we go Basa the Stam? The Chachamim that say, essentially, what they're saying is that Stam Peris La'achla, thus, La'achla, you're going to be subject to the laws of Shvias. But Vasas Negei Lemishra Lekfusa, you're not going to be subject to the laws of Shvias. Rabbi Yossi, who says that no Nois Nem Peris Shvias Lotecha Mishra Lotecha Kfusa, he says that being that Stam Peris are La'achla, if I'm not using the La'achla, I'm using the Lemishra Lekfusa, it doesn't matter. That Lach is it's going to be subject to the laws of Shvias. In other words, the Svar of Stam Eitzim La'asoko, Zokhtar Afkana, I see in Rabbi Yossi Shita. Rabbi Yossi says that being that Stam Peris are La'achla, so therefore, the Kedush of Shviyas is going to relate to Peir Shviyas, even if I'm not using it, La'achla. As opposed to 
the Chachamim will say that no, Stam Peiris Allah Achla, so Allah Achla is going to be a problem. But as it relates to Mishra Lukfusa, that's a whole different Indian. There you're not going to be subject to the laws of Shvias. So what's the Tzushtel to Rabbah's Halacha? In Rabbah's Halacha, Stam Eitzim, Lehasaka, thus all Eitzim are treated as if they're Lehasaka. Rabbi Yossi is essentially saying the same thing. Stam Peiris are Laachla, thus we're going to treat Peiris always Laachla, and it's going to be a problem even if you want to use it, Lemishma Ulekfusa. But the Chachamim that say, from Lekfusa, they make a distinction between Peiris Laachila versus Peiris Lemishma Ulekfusa, so too the Chachamim are going to make a distinction between Eitzim that are Hanasan of Yuron Shavim versus Eitzim where Hanasan and Biyuron are not really Shavah. The bottom line is, this is the way Rashi learns the Gemara. The reason the Rishonim had a problem with Rashi's Pshat is because it sounded like from the Gemara that we learned the Yisoyed of the Machloikas between Rabbi Yosef and the Chachamim is not Stam Peiros. And if I'm deviating from the Stam, how do I treat it? It was based on Drushes. Lochem, Lochlo, Amar Beris, Amemayitad. So the Rishonim have a major problem with Rashi. Either way, we're going to go fight that. So the Gemara, Rabbi Huda Oimer, Imashvach Bechu. So going back to the Mishnah, what did the Mishnah on that Kufam days discuss? It discussed somebody that gave wool to a dyer. That's why we're talking about Mimin Hatsoyven as it relates to Shvius. And this person, he botched up. He was told to dye it red. He dyed it black. Vice versa. So what's the halacha? Machloik is between Ramey and the Chacham. Ramey says that we view the dyer as a gazla. And a gazlin is koina, his gzela b'shinoi. Thus, this tzava is koina, this wool with a shinoi. What's the halacha? The first mission that goes away to him, kol ha-gazlon ha-mesham l'kishas ha-gzela. So noisin le'itmei and everything else he gets to keep for himself. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, we don't treat him like a gazla. Okay, what then do we say? We say that this person has to take the whole wool with the dye, the wrong color, and he gives it to the owner of the wool, stating that the owner of the wool can't keep everything. He has to give back something to the dyer. What does he give him back? See, he gets to choose. Either he gives him the amount of money that he put into dyeing it, or he gives him what the value of it is right now. But the point is, it's his option, it's at his discretion, he's the Yada el But high level, according to Rameir, we view this Tzava as being a Gazlin. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we don't view him as being a Gazlin. says the Gemara, Simin Sabam, Samach Beis Endemen. Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Acheri, the Rabbi So Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind Rabbi Abba, Kamei, the Ravuna, who himself, meaning Rabbi Abba, was sitting in front of Rabbi Huna. Either way, Yosef, Rabbi Huna, the Kamar, Rabbi Huna said over the following, Halach, Rabbi Shua, Ben Karcha, Halach is like Rabbi Shua, Ben Karcha, Halach, Rabbi Yehuda, and Halach is like Rabbi Yehuda. So, Rabbi Huna, very little context there, said, Halacha k'Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, v'halacha k'Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Adrinu Rabbi Yosef la'apis. Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind them. So he turns around, Omar, and he says to Rabbi Huna, Bishlam Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, I understand why you said, Halacha k'Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha. It's because you had to say it. It's the So could I because I would have thought, Yachid v'Rabim halacha k'Rabim, kamashmal an halacha k'Yachid. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha is a Yachid, 
whatever this case is, we'll see in a minute, he was arguing with the Chachamim water rabbim. Ordinarily, Yochid the rabbim, Malachi Kurabim. Thus, it was very important for Avuna to teach me if it's not the case. So you had to say that Allah is like Rabbi Shuab and Karcha. Now the Gemara digresses for a minute and says, Rabbi Shuab and Karcha, Mahi, what is this Shitas Rabbi Shuab and Karcha? The Tani we learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Shuab and Karcha, and Rabbi Shuab and Karcha said, Malva Bishtar, Ein Nifron Mehem. Milval Peh, Nifron Mehem, Nepneshu Kamatsmayah. So this Rabbi Shuab and Karcha is discussed in the first parak of Misnechtes Avoidazara, Tavzayin Avadalaf. The discussion over, the, over there is that you're not allowed to do business, you're not allowed to do anything that's going to benefit an Ovid Kechavim around the time of his Yontif. The reason is because on Yontif they used to go to temple and they would thank their deity for anything good that happened in their lives. And Oivik uh, HaChavim is Metzuva on Avodah It's one of the Shevet Mitzvahs B'nei Noyach. And you're instigating him now to go ahead and violate the Shem Elihim HaChem Loisaski. The whole beginning of Masech Desavoy So the discussion over there is, what happens if an Ovid Kechavim has a loan? He owes you money, and he wants to pay down his loan right now. Can you take payment from him around this time, or can you not? So Rabbi Shulman Karcha said, Milva Bishtar ain't from Mehen. You can't take a Milva Bishtar, but you could take a Milva Alpeh. The reason you can't take a Milva Bishtar is because when a person pays off a loan, he feels very good about himself. So you're essentially doing something good for him, and you're being over, lifting either, he's going to go and thank his, uh, his deity. But a milval if he wants to give you the money, take the money and run. And the reason is, because if there's no shtar, there's a good chance he's never going to see this money. So you know what? He's a all good cheshvainis of a and therefore don't ask a second opinion, take the money. So that sheet of Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, which is discussed in detail in the beginning of the Sechet is what Rafuna was referring to when he said, Allah, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, and it was very important that he say it, because Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, and that sugi is a yachid, he says that you're allowed to take a milval peh, but the Chachamim argue, thus, even though Yachav Rabbi Malachi Kirabim, over here the Allah is like Yeshua Ben Karcha El Allah Kirabi Yehuda Lamali. But why was it necessary for Rav Huna to say that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? Now, which Rabbi Yehuda are we even referring to? So the giveaway is the Dibra Maschal of this part of the Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Imashvach Vechulu. So apparently Rav Huna was saying that Allah is as if he owns it in Rabbi Yehuda. That if somebody gives something to a dyer and he makes a mistake, we don't treat him like a goslin. It's not enough for him to just give back the Demet Smari. No, it's Yodah al Tachtoin. He has to give the whole thing back to the person. And Rav Huna was saying that Allah is like that, Rav Yehuda. And Rav Yosef was very taken aback. He said, Why did you have to pass that Allah is like Rav Yehuda? Machloikis vachakach stami. Lachura, this machloikis near Rav Yehuda is a classic example of a machloikis vachakach what do those words mean? Where you find a machloikis tanon in one area in Shisha Sidre Mishnah, and then later you find a stam Mishnah in Shisha Sidre Mishnah. The rule is, um machloikis stam. Anytime you have a machloikis and then a stam, halacha kistam. The halacha is like the stam Mishnah. Thus, being that this machloikis to remain Rabbi Yehuda is also a stam Mishnah. So it was pshita that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. So why was it important for Afunda to say the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda? Now, where do you find this machloikis vachakachstam? Machloikis, babavakam. Our Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to chazar the whole Mishnah. The Tzvayi, other mitzvah v'shach, v'shach v'tzvayi, other may oimim noisleit may tzmaray. Rabbi Yehuda oimim mashvach yesal yitzir noisleit sayitzir v'mayitzir yisera lashvach noisleit sashvach verbatim the Mishnah. The stam, where's the stam? 
Anytime a person's Mishana, like our Mishnah, he's Yodei Al Tachtoin. He's not a Gazli, he has to give away the whole thing. And Yodei Al Tachtoin, whether he's going to get the Yitzi or whether he's going to get the Shvach. And anyone that's Chayzer, what does that mean? Ein Sham and Bava Metziah, it's not our Suya at all. But anyone that's Chayzer is also Yodei Al Tachtoin. But what's the point? In Bava Kama, it's a Machloikis Ramein Rabbi Yehuda. In Bava Metziah, it's a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda. It's Machloikis Vachikach Stam. That Allah is like Stam. So Rabbi Yosef hears that Ravuna said, Allah, Rabbi Shul ben Karcha, and Allah, Rabbi Yehuda. He was very taken aback. He said, Allah, Rabbi Shul ben Karcha, I understand. But Allah, Rabbi Yehuda, is toch pshito. It's a machloikis v'achakach Stam. Zok to Gemara. Rav Huna, why did Rav Huna feel that he had to say it? It's so I mean, I would have thought, in Seido Mishnah. I would have thought that there's no Seido to the Mishnah. And if that's the case, how do you know that Bava Kama, Bava Metziah is a machloikis v'achakach Stam? Maybe it's just the opposite. Maybe Bava Metziah was first, Bava Kama was second, Vistam Vachakach Machloikis, and really it's a Stam Vachakach Machloikis. So why he felt that it was important that he'd say that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, so you shouldn't think that this is a Stam Vachakach Machloikis. For Rabbi Yosef, what was Rabbi Yosef's feeling that he thought that why would anyone say this because that's the case and what's this whole rule of then the whole thing is a joke because you never know if it's or if it's a is going to tell you although it's true there is an idea of but that's meaning in one it's to know but as it relates to two mesechtes over there, you don't know because over there ain't say the Mishnah. Ravuna, what's Ravuna going to respond? When do we say ain't say the Mishnah? That's bechad mesechta. Avo. I'm sorry. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef is going to tell you, Kula Nezikin Chodem Esechti. He says, no, this is Seyed Nezikin. And Kula Nezikin Chodem Esechti, thus Bavakam and Bavamitziya, is really the same Esechta. And being that Bavakam and Bavamitziya is really the same Esechta, so over here, it's Zichr in order, thus it's for sure Machlokes Vachakach Stam, and it's for that reason that Rav Yosef was taken aback. Why would Rafun have had to say what he said? Or you could say a different reason. The reason that Rav Yosef felt that it was so posh that Allah is like Rav Yehuda, and it wasn't necessary for Rafun to say Allah like Rav Yehuda, wasn't and but rather it was based on another principle of Sakalach, and that is it's because that stam isn't just a stam, it's a stam that was mentioned. In the context of halachos, meaning it says over there, there's two halachos psukos that that Mishnah is saying. So when you say something in proximity to a halacha psuka, so it looks like you're coming to tell me that halacha. I mean, that it looks like you're coming to tell me that halacha. So it's for that reason, that's more than just a stam. And that's why he felt very strongly that it wasn't necessary for Avunah to say that halacha is like Rabbi Huda. Rashi says that it's more than just that it's mentioned by a but it's also based on the fact that it's out of context over there because that Mishnah is in Bava Metziah Dafayim Vava Aleph it's not even talking about our Sugya you mentioned the Halacha that's Negei over there and that is so we throw but Kolachoyza is also Yadah Al Why are you telling it to me? Like, it's nothing to do with anything they're both 
That's the Tzad HaShavu. But it's two completely different sugyas. The Teretz is because we want you to know that this is the halacha, and that's why he was taken back. So the bottom line is, the Gemara told a little bit of an anecdote related to the machoikis between Ramei and Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah. And that is, Rabbi Yosef was once sitting in the presence of Rav Huna, and he heard Rav Huna say, the halacha is like Rav Shua ben Karcha in Abu Dazar Davzayin, and the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda in Unzer Esukya. And Rabbi Yosef responded, and he said that, Bishloim, I understand why you felt it necessary to say that Allah is like a Bishu of Inkarcha because he's a Yachid connected to Rabbim and that Machloik is. And ordinarily, Yachid of Rabbim, Allah Kerab, and Kamashbal and Allah over here is going to be like the Yachid. But why do you have to tell me that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda connected Rameir? Isn't it a Machloik is for Achakachstam? There's a Stam Mishnah above Mitziah. And Machloik is for Achakachstam. We know that Allah is like a Stam Mishnah. Or, alternatively, the reason Rabbi Yosef felt so strongly that it wasn't necessary for Rabbi Yehuda to say that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda is not out but it's because that Stam Mishnah was mentioned with regards to a Hilchis of Psikta. And anytime you find something that's mentioned with regards to a Hilchis of Psikta, the halacha is that we passed in that way. Thus, Rabbi Yosef felt that it wasn't necessary for you to say this. Also. What was Rafuna's response? Rafuna's response, I only mentioned what Rafuna's response was to the first understanding of why Rabbi Yosef was taken aback. And that is, you're telling you it's a machloikis, maybe it's a stam, machloikis. Now, granted, there is a principle called machloikis, but that's only Bechad HaMesechte. Two Mesechtes, you never know which one came first, right? Did Machloikis come first, or did the Stam come first? Incidentally, when did we have together, not that long ago, a major Shail in the Rishonim, that one of the key points is, is this a Machloikis V'achakach Stam, or is this a Stam V'achakach Machloikis? In the Sugi of Chadash, it plays itself out in the Rishonim, and that's a, a, a very big Maramakim in terms of understanding. Every time you have two Mishnayis, where it's a Machloikis V'achakach Stam, how do you know is really... This a machloikis v'achakach stam, or is this a stam v'achakach machloikis? Either way. So before we go right then we turn the page. So the top's going to get a little bit more intense. We're just going to start it, and then Beis Hashem tomorrow we're going to pick it up from seven and a half years ago with a nice recap. But um, in the beginning of tomorrow's daf, the Gemara says that Rabbi Yosef overhears this conversation between Rav Huna and Rav Abba, and Ahadrinu Rav Yosef Laape. Rav Yosef turned around. This Loshin of Adrinu Rabbi Yosef La'ape, so if you look in the Maseris Ashas, it's in Sukkah Yud Aleph, this is something that you find in other places as well. If you look in Sukkah Yud Aleph, Amad Aleph, Rashi adds one word. Adrinu Rabbi Yosef La'ape, Bekas. So it wasn't the same Sukkah. But Rashi teaches, what does it mean, Adrinu Rabbi Yosef La'ape? So he turned around, he was angry. He was Bekas. So my brother-in-law, Yaakov Mel, showed me in the Sefer Yalket HaMe'iri. So this is a Sefer that we've quoted from in the past. The Mechaber of the Yalket HaMe'iri was Rabbi Avramayer Israel. He was a, a Rav in Brooklyn. And in his Sefer on Mesechtes Psachim, Dav Kuf Yud Gimel Amid Beis, he has a beautiful Tzushtel. The Gemara says, in Psachim Kuf Yud Gimel, Arve Psachim, Tanu Rabbanon, Shloisha Chayeyem Enem Chayeyem. There are three people that literally have no life, but their lives are not really a life. Who are they? Harachmonim, people that are just overly compassionate. Vaharaschonim, people that get angry very, very easily. Vaninei adas, and people that are 
They're, they're like a mephonic, an istinus. But Omer Rabbi Yosef says the Gemara. Rabbi Yosef said over this price, and he commented, Kulu isnubi. He says, I have all three of these midas. I'm a Rachman, I'm a Kaisan, and he said, I'm also from Danine Adas. So he said that, you see, Rabbi Yosef said on himself that he's Raschonen. He's someone that Mamish gets angry very, very quickly. So he told the Tzu to this Rashi and to other things as well. Adrina Rabbi Yosef la'ape pekas. Why is this so interesting? Because we know the last Gemara, Mesech Saita, we always talk about it. Which is very counterintuitive, but he said, So we always think of Rabbi Yosef as being so humble. Rabbi Yosef was called the Sinai and the Svarim Akhtoshim saying, not just because he was a Sinai in terms of his ideas, Sashas, but he had the humility of Sinai as well. So Rabbi Yosef, who goes down as this epic Balmidis, that's Mitzad Echot, but Mitzad Sheni, there seems to be a whole other side to Rav Yosef. He said he's Raschonim and Rashi in different places in Shas. He has some beautiful Tzushtas in Darim Nunhei. He says, Shabbos, Kuf Membez, Chulin Kuf Bez, that's our Sugyu. But the bottom line is, is that you find these different places where Rabbi Yosef was really a, a, a Raschon. Either way, something to think about. If somebody gives money to a Shliach, he gives him money, he tells him, I want you to buy wheat for me. Instead of buying wheat, he bought barley. He told him to buy wheat, and instead of buying soyer, he ended up buying wheat. So a person sent a Shliach to go buy something for him, and he ended up buying the wrong thing. Now Rashi says that this person who sent the Shliach to buy either chitin or soyer, was giving the shliach money as an investment. The top Rashi on the Yomad. Meaning, you didn't tell him, I need chitim because I want to make challah. No, you told him, I want to invest in chitim. So this is a commodities trader, in the literal sense. And he's going now, and he tells him, I want you to purchase chitim, I want you to buy... Either way, he ended up buying the wrong thing. If it was chitim, he bought sirem. If it was sirem, he bought chitim. The one price says, Being that the shliach deviated, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So any profits and losses, he gets to keep. He has a chiv to return to the person that gave him the money, whatever his initial capital was. But in terms of any fluctuation in price, that all is on the cheshben of the shliach. We learned in another price, if it goes down in value, so then... The shliach has to eat the loss. In my siru, if it goes up in value, my siru leemsa, then the two people, the investor and the operator, they end up splitting the profits. It's the chastira, right? One brayzer says that if the shliach does the wrong thing, so all the profits and losses go to the shliach. The other brayzer says if the shliach does the wrong thing, he gets the losses, but the profits get split equally. I'm Rabbi Yechus, Rabbi Yechus, and said like Kasha, I don't think it's a stira. Hara Meir, Rabbi Yehuda. One brayzer is going coin to Rameir, the other brayzer is going coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Which Rameir and which Rabbi Yehuda? From one to the Mishnah, Hara Meir. The first brayzer that says that all the profits and all the losses stay by the shliach is going coin to Rameir. And our Mishnah, the Amar, who said Shinui. What does it mean, Shinei Kaina? That if somebody's Mishanin, our Mishnah, it was the dyer. But what difference does it make? If you go ahead and you do the wrong thing, you're a Gazlin. A Gazlin is Kaina Bishinoi, which means now you have to pay Kishas Akzela. Therefore, Pichasu Pichsuloye, Siru Siruloy. Vahar Rabbi Yehuda, Dama Shinoi, any Kaina. Whereas the second price is going coin to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that Shinoi, Enoi Kaina. You're not treated like a Gazlin. If you're not treated like a Gazlin, so then that loch is if it goes down, he keeps the losses. But if it goes up, so then the profits are going to be be'emtza. 
you're not a gazlin, so there's no halacha. Mesham kishas akzela. It's my money. You aren't kainah with any shinoi. Shinoi ain't a kainah. And as a result, we get to split the profits. Now, if you split the profits, so why don't you split the losses? So Rashi bavarns it, and Rashi says three words: the lav laavuse shadre. What does Rashi mean? He means that throughout Shas is an idea that if somebody makes a shliach and the shliach does not what the Meshalech told him to do, you could always tell him, I sent you as a shliach to make things better for me, not to make things worth, worse for me. So if there's profits, that's litkuni, so then you're my shliach. If there's losses, ah, then already I'm out. So he has pure upside. That's the way Rabbi Yudin is going to look at it. So according to Rabbi Yudin, you're a gazlin, shini koina, kol gazlin, mishalim, kishas, According to Rabbi Yudin, you're not a gazlin, thus you're really my shliach. Therefore, if there's any profits, I get to split it with you. If there's losses, however, lavusi loy shedartich, and it's for that reason, the is, you're going to keep all the losses. This is the way Rabbi Yochanan reconciled the theory. Maskev Rabbi Lazar. So Rabbi Lazar asked the Kashi Rabbi Yochanan. He said, "Me, I don't know if I agree with the Tzushaldum. It could be I'd come to Rameir. When did Rameir say in our Mishnah that if someone's a dyer and he deviates, he's Mishana? That is we treat him like a gazel. That's only the midi the chazik leilugufa. That's something that a person wants for his guf. Meaning, what happened in the Mishnah? In the Mishnah, a person has wealth. He wants to make a baguette. He goes over to Someone he knows, he says, can you make me a black suit? He comes to pick it up, and it's red. I hear I didn't want to wear a red suit. I wanted a black suit for obvious reasons. And it's for that reason, he has a taina. You're a goslin, you're a mishana, kol gazlonim, mishalmin, kishasak. By the way, there was also a guy in the Mishnah who wanted a red suit that came home in a black suit. Kashafamaisa. But over there, you understand the psychology of the person. But over here, this person's an investor. He cares about one thing. He cares about his return. Kids, if you buy chitin, if you buy cider, and he got the thought chitin right now was a better investment, or he thought cider was a better investment. So over here, sucked Rebbe Lozer to his Rebbe Rabbi Yochanan. He said it could be. It's not so pushed over here that I leave it there. mayor. If you're mishana and it ends up better, that the halacha is that the person that gave him the money should be out. I don't know if that's considered a, a shinui. Elam Rabbi Lazar. So because of this argument, Rabbi Lazar said, I think you could reconcile these prices a little bit differently. Could be both prices are going according to Rameyer. Meaning the price that says... That in pichasu pichsu loy in moisiru hoisiru loy. That's talking about where he gave it to Lachila. He wanted chitin, yeah, to make a challah. He wanted it to eat. If you wanted to eat, so you're very specific. You want chitin. I don't want spelt. I want uh, right regular flour. Oh, so if that's the case, so then it's mamon of shachashino. He's mamon of shachagazlin, and therefore the halach is that shita's rameyer, as opposed to the brayson that says that imoisiro he siru beemtz. It's talking about we gave him the schayra, and the cheshbon is the same cheshbon that it was aliba the Rabbi Yehuda, the way Rabbi Yechanan explained it. If it goes up in value, so you're my shliach. And if it goes down in value, then uh, I, you deviated and you ended up botching me up. And it's for that reason, you're going to be out. Bottom line is, as it relates to understanding the b'raisa that says, There's two understandings of it. Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Lazar, respectively. Coin to Rabbi Yechanan, that price is going to coin to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a mishana is kemal nitagazlin, and it's for that reason, if it goes up, even though you're a Mishana, you owe me 50% of the profit. If it goes down, I have a new taina. According to Rabbi Lazar, that second b'raisa is going 
Aliba de Rameyer. It's talking about where this wasn't someone who told the Shleach, buy me chitin, so I can bake a cake. But rather he told him, buy me chitin as an investment. Over there, even if he's Mishana, but to the extent that it goes up in value. So Lamaisa, there I didn't really care. Thus we're not going to deem it as a Shinoi, and therefore I'm going to get half of the schar. If it goes down, however, then already you're going to have to keep the whole thing. So the Gemara says as follows. Mechaku so in Eretz Yisrael, when they heard Rabbi Yochanan's understanding, the way he reconciled these two brises, they laughed, literally, at the way he explained Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Now, the Gemara Mesech the Sanhedrin, Daphne Zayin says that every time it says, Mechakwa Allah b'marava, it means Rabbi Yosi b'rabchaninas. It sounds like the whole Eretz Yisrael was laughing. It's not what it means. It's referring to one yachid, one individual, Rabbi Yosi b'rabchaninas. So when he heard Rabbi Yechanan's beer in these two braises, so he laughed. And what was his taino? He said, Who told the Baal Chitin that there's a Baal Amois on the other side of this transaction so that the Balchitin should know to be makna the money to the Balhamois. So what does this mean? So I think it's good to learn Rashi inside. Dibra Maschum Mihoidir. So, Rashi. Mihoidir wa moicher hachitin. Who told the moicher hachitin? Shal etzorich Balhamois heim. Sheyikneloi. Diktani hoisiru lehemza. If the halach is that if it goes up in value, they split it, the Balhamois and the operator. So that means that when the moicher sold the chitin, he hadn't zin not only to sell it to the shliach, but he hadn't zin to sell it to the balamois. Now, the cash of mechak balav and marav is how does the person selling the chitin even know that there's a balamois? The shliach walks in, he, you know, comes across as a gracegver. He's dropping big money. I mean, it turns out it's OPM, but the bottom line is he looks good. And here he goes and he writes his big check. The problem is the balachitin's being machnet. And he's being machnet, obviously, to the balamais because he's going to get 50% of the income. The question is, how did he know to be machnet him? Now, the question was specifically... Who explained that according to Rabbi Lazar, who explained the second price, who holds that ordinarily a Mishan is a Gaza. But in this case, when he was Mishan we don't view him as a Gaza. Being that in this case, we don't view him as a Gaza, meaning we don't view him as a Meshana. So it comes out the Shleach is just a good old-fashioned Shleach. Anytime a Shleach does something on behalf of a Meshalech, mi le hamakne that there's a Meshalech on the other side. Nobody cares. Because al zenemar you're the Shleach. Like the Gemara is going to flesh out in a minute. El the Rabbi Yochanan, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Amar Meshana who, but according to Rabbi Yochanan who held that be'etzim you are a Meshana. Norvos, the, the price is going, I'll leave it to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds Shinu Yenikoyna. How do I know you're a Mishana? Because Rabbi Yochanan said that I'll leave it to Rabbi Yehuda, Allah would not be that you get Machsas, even if it's Lashayr. That means we always view you as being Mishana. Nor of us, Rabbi Yehuda Shit is. I don't care that you're Mishana, Shinu Yenikoyna. But if you're Mishana, that's enough to have a Lehavi Shlichos, that it shouldn't be Shlich. Umiyo Shinu Yenikoyna. 
But if that's the case, Kasha, the Miman Kaboy Lemakne, Haloy Koninu, Balamois Meyolam. At the end of the day, you're not a Shliach, and if you're not a Shliach, because you are Mashana, so nobody was ever Makne at you. So Bishloy Mazok to Gemara, I'll leave it the way Rebel Laws understands it, that when it's Lishchir, it's not considered a Shinur, because I don't care, I just want to make a return on my money. If you buy Chitin, if you buy Sairin. Oh, so if that's the case, so then this person's a regular Shliach, so Mihoy Diyoy Lehamakne, Mihoy Diyoy in every Shlichos Diga situation. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, that really it is a shinoi. V'haraya, leave it there a mayor, even if it's a schayra, you're not going to get machzus of the schar. It's tafka, leave it Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that even though you're mishana, but that's his shita here in Agoizalaitzim, in the Mishnah, that shinoi is enoi koina, well, if there's a shinoi, then you're not a shliach. Bechura. And if you're not a shliach, then how could you be entitled to half of the upside? I mean, I understand the spirit of why you should be entitled to half of it, but at the end of the day, you need a cheftz of a kenyan, that he should know to be makna to you. This is the Gemara's kasha. So the Gemara says, sasrati. So sasrati. He responded in defense of Rabbi Yechanan. He said, If you have a problem with meaning if you have an issue, that any time someone's makna something to a shliach, how could the mishalech be koined mihoidiyoy? So why are you only asking the kasha where there was a deviation, where there was a shinoi? That it shouldn't work even if it's chitin responded, no, over there it's different because there he made him a shliach, and being that over there he made him a shliach, over there it's poshit that it's going to be kiyad balabayis. Teida, and I'll prove to you that it's different in the event that he makes him a shliach. That over there we say for sure it's kiyad balabayis. At the time we learned in the Mishnah, an interesting tushtel. If someone's or if somebody commits to give his erech, his worth to hektish, so the halach is that when Bezdin comes to take the money, hektish wants to collect on this person's pledge, they can't take his wife's clothing and they can't take his children's clothing. Not just that, they can't take, let's say there's clothing that his family hasn't had yet. Right now it's sitting by the dyer. It was given to the dyer to dye a lishman. Meaning, Lishman, Lishem, Ishtay, Lishem, Bana, Vubnoisa. Or if this person bought new shoes for his family, so that you're not allowed to take. So if somebody is Makdish who is Marach, right now he has this outstanding pledge. So if Hektish wants to collect on the pledge, they can't take from his wife's clothing and from his children's clothing. Why don't we say, in the case of the Tzava Shetzava Lishman, or the Sandalin Chadoshin Shalakon Lishman, so in those cases, his wife hasn't worn them yet. She hasn't gotten it. It's still by the Tzava. We should say, How did this become in the possession of this person's wife? Meaning, Bishlami, once he gives it to his wife, I understand, but he hasn't given it to his wife yet. So right now it's sitting by the Tzava. So if the Tzava would know to be makna to his wife, so I understand, it's his wife's, and me that it's his wife's, therefore the Gizbar, Hektish, can't take from it. But, Lechura, mi haidiyoy le Tzava, shiyakne tzivalisha, elolad, what do you have to say? Mishum damino, we assume, the probably because this person is buying it for his wife, thus he's like a shliach of the wife, and when the Tzava gives it back to the husband, even though he doesn't know that it's going to the wife, so but at the same time he's being magnet to the wife. Dorich the shliach. So here too shliach. Who's the kavur? Giat balabai is dummy. 
must be shlichusay ka'avid and must be kiad balavayis dami. The point is that you see from here that if someone's makna something to a shliach, as long as the shliach is operating as a shliach, avada, whatever he's makna to the shliach automatically goes to the mashalech. How do you know it? You know it from this far-fetched case. But the Gemara says, Yamno Raif in the Amr Rababa, because Rababa said, Loi. Could be the reason in that case you can't collect from Ishtai is not because it belongs to Ishtai. Loilam, it doesn't belong to Ishtai. Loilam, I'll tell you, belongs to the man himself. I bet Tzavu is Makna, And therefore, even though you're a Shliach, it doesn't belong to Ishtai. Why then could the Gizbar not take it? Because Kol HaMaktesh Nechasov ain't Daitoi. It's like an umdana. The umdana is that probably when this person was maktish, he had a mind that he's not going to take ksus ishtay ksus banav. But it's not because it belongs to ishtay ubanav. It doesn't belong to ishtay ubanav. Because mi hoidiyay to be maktish to ishtay ubanav. It belongs to the shliach. There's an umdana that it was carved out from his hektish. Let me ask you a question. If someone makes something hektish, does he have a mind to be maktish to fill in? Probably not. But now we learned in the Mishnah, Maktish Nechasev, Mailun Loi Tefillin. That if someone's Maktish is Nechasev, we even take his Tefillin. Elamai, you can't tell me, Daitai Shaladim is Al Tefillin. Probably because we don't care what Daitai Shaladim is. If we don't care what Daitai Shaladim is, that can't be Pshad in Ksusishtoi, because ain't Daitai Shaladim Al Ksusishtoi, because you see from Tefillin, we don't care what his Das is. Amalei Abaya, Sabaya said no. In Daitai Shaladim Al Tefillin. I disagree with your whole premise. Daitai Shaladim is Al Tefillin. When a person makes something hektish, he even has a mind that's tone. Why? Because hamaktish nechasim. When someone's maktish is nechasim, savar mitzvah kav. No, he thinks he's doing a mitzvah. He is, right? Not just savar. He's doing a mitzvah. The indaytish adam al ksus ishtayubana mishum eva. As opposed to, however, when it comes to ksus ishtayubana, because of shalom bias, because of eva, he looks a little bit differently. Meaning, when a person's maktish nechasim mishum mitzvah, he even has his mind tone. But as it relates to ksus ishtayubana, that's more chashiv. Else, Eva, and it's for that reason there it's going to be different. But the Olam, I can tell you that there's no raya from that mission over there in Erechin that Umihoidiyoi doesn't apply when you're dealing with a shliach. Could be the reason Ksus Ishtay Ubanov is carved out is because ain't daite shaladam al Ksus Ishtay Ubanov. But the Gemara asks one more kasha. Maskef l'arab oishia. Fadli chayvi Erechin shanukan. That mission over there is talking about even people that are chayvi Erechin. Right? What did it say? Hamaktish nechasov. So someone obligated himself to give his erich to Hektish. Yet, the Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, we can literally go to him and we can force him out of his house, we can evict him, we can do whatever we want to do. Now, obviously not. When someone makes something Hektish and he makes a pledge, he says, I'm going to try my best. But it doesn't mean that if the person that he pledged to wants to throw him out of his house, he wants the keys to his car. He Zichar never had that in mind. The terror says, we don't care what you had in mind. At the end of the day, if you're a Maktish and you're a Mayrich, this is the way it is. So again, the cash is, why is it that if someone is Maktish, someone's Mayrich, we don't take Sosish to And what was the Chedish? Even if it's by the Tzapa, Probably, the Gemara said, because it belongs to Ishtar. It's not yours, therefore you, we can't take it away from you. But if it's still by the Tzapa, then how is it anything but mine? L'chayr, the Tzapa only knows about me, right? I'm the go-between here. Umi hoidiyoi to be makna tadisha. Oh, probably because I'm acting as a shliach of my wives. Thus, you see, shluchay shaladim kamaitse overrides this svar of mi hoidiyoi, but the Gemara says not mukhach. Elam rababa, again, kola maktish lechasov, nakse kemisha ikno lenk sosishtoi ubana meikar. The reason sosishtoi is excluded is not because the tzav is being makna, because the Olam, I'll tell you, there's a svar of mi hoidiyoi even when you're a shliach. And it's not because of in daite shaladim al sosishtoi. That's not the nakuda. But rather, what the nakuda is, is, there's 
an umdana that a person, before he makes his nechassim hektish, he like takes care of some last-minute things, right? He hides some of his nechassim. So the first thing he does, he writes over his sus ishtar onto his wife's name. So like this, this is exempt. It's in some sort of limited liability corporation. And uh, he does and moves around all the pieces that he needs to move around. But the nekudah is, it's nothing to do with mihoite. Now the emesis, this gemara that we just learned now, is like as lumdish as a Gemara can possibly get. We went through this way too fast. Hashtag, we do what we do. Be'ezer Hashem, in the beginning of tomorrow's daf, there's a lengthy recap on this Gemara. But the obvious problem with this Gemara, just to speak out the problem, that we'll get to a lot of raid, is, light raid, that, what happened to Shluchai Shaladim Kamaisai? Every time a person's a, a Shliach, he does something. But now all of a sudden, there's this new Allah, the Makna has to know that the Shliach's only a Mishalech. This sounds like a little bit of a Kiddush. So, really, the first place to look, to go through this Gemara a little bit better, is Toysa Dibra Maschel, Shani Chitin, Vechitin, Deshlichusei, Ka'aviteida, Detlan, Vechudu. And really, what Toysvis is jumping on is that it sounds like the only Raya, can you imagine this, that the Gemara had from Gans Shas that a shliach could just operate as a shliach, and we assume the makna is just going to be makna to whoever's on the other side of this, was from this favorfin, ben benoishal favorfin mishnah, mesechtes erechen, where the guy was marich, his value, and right now this wool by a dyer, it's meant for so ishtai mi and still you see, you can't go after it, oh, must be, because the Tzavah knows that this is like the only raya that you have from Shas. That's what's bothering Toysvis. I am Toysvis and Beis Hashem and tomorrow's not. But as it relates to Raid, so on Ahmed Aleph, the Gemara mentioned a line that really permeates everything that we've done the last few months and that we're going to do Beis Hashem for the next little while. And that is, Kula Nezikin Chadam Now the, the disclaimer is that really this Raid now could be the last, could have been the first Raid by the Masechtas Bavakama it could be the last raid by the Masechtas Bavakama. It could be the first raid by the Masechtas Bavakama. Really, there's a lot of good places to put this raid by, but and therefore I think it's Kedai to just say over this Ha'ar right now, and that is. So the Gemara mentioned that Rav Yosef was sitting in the presence of Ravuna, and Ravuna said, quote, and Rabbi Yosef was very taken aback. He said, I understand you're referring to Rabbi Shuvah ben Karcha. In Hilchah Savayi Dezara, Tavzayin Amaral, if he was a Yochid, Kenegid Rabbim, ordinarily Yochid Rabbim, Malachik Rabbim. So you have to know that Allah is like Rabbi Shuvah ben Karcha. But to tell me that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning, Unzer Rabbi Yehuda, Pavakamat Avkof, that Kol HaMeshan is not treated like a Gazlan, it's posh that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Why is it posh? It's Machlikz Ramein Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe that Allah is like Ramein. It's because although it's a Machlikz Ramein Rabbi Yehuda, but this Machlikz has a Stam Mishnah in Bava Metziah Dafayim Vava Meralev. And over there, the Stam Mishnah is Mefurish, Kol HaMeshan, the Yodah Al-Tachtoyne, which is Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Thus, it's a Machlikz Vachikach Stam, and Machlikz Vachikach Stam, Everyone knows that Allah is like Stam. So Yosef says, Ravuna, why did you have to tell me that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara says that Ravuna tied it back. He says, no. Because had I not said that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, I wouldn't have known that this is a machloikis v'achakach Stam. Maybe it's a Stam v'achakach machloikis. How do you know which Mishnah was said first? The Mishnah Bava Kama, where it's a machloikis, or the Mishnah Bava Metziah, where it's a Stam? Now, if the Mishnah Bava Kam is first, the Mishnah Bava Metziah is second, so this is your textbook, Machloikis Vachakach Stam. But if the Mishnah Bava Metziah was first and the Mishnah Bava Kam was second, then it's your textbook, Stam Vachakach Machloikis. So I needed to tell you which way it goes. So Rav Yosef turned to Rav Huna 
And he said, Rebbelevin, if that's the case, then why is there even a, a rule called Machloikis Vachachachstam? You'll always tell me. I don't know which one was first. Terry says, We have a say there. He says, No. Machloikis Vachachachstam is Nogeya Bechadam Esechta. But here you're dealing with two Mesechtas. One is Baba Kama, one is Baba Mitzia. And if it's not the same Mesechta, over here it's going to be different. So Rabbi Yosef says, If that's your tshuva, then. I disagree with you. You know why? Because Kula Nezik in Chadu Masechte. The whole Nezikin is one Masechte. Thus, Bavakam and Bavamitzi is really one Masechte. And if Bavakam and Bavamitzi is really one Masechte. So therefore, if this rule of Machloikas Vachachstam applies to Chadu Masechte, this too is going to be Chadu Masechte. Now, it seems that there's a Machloikas Rav Huna and Rav Yosef, whether Kula Nezikin is Chadu Masechte, or whether Kula Nezikin is not Chadu Masechte. That's interesting. In Kloli Apsak, if you had a machloikis between Rav Huna and Rav Yosef, what would be the halacha? <coughs> so, Muscho Rishon, you're going to say, I know Rav Yosef was a Sinai, the end of Brachis, the end of Hoyrius, and Sinai Adif, so in halacha, we very, very, very often paskin like Rav Yosef. True, stating that, Rav Huna was a generation older than Rav Yosef. And the way it works in the world of Kloli Apsak with Amairon, is that if you were a generation earlier, you are the one that we are going to pass. Like, meaning all these different clothes we have, that's when they're contemporaries. But when you're dealing with someone from a Friya de Gadar, a different century, so they're already, we always go with the Friya de Gadar. Now, the truth is, there is a cloud called Halacha Kibasra, which means that we paskin like the later. But that's only <laughs> This is totally Apsak 101. So based on that, you have a machloikis Rav Huna and Rav Yosef. Rav Huna is a dorfiyavi Rav Yosef. It's, they're both before Abaya and Rava, right? We know Abaya and Rava both Talmidim of Rav Yosef. So over here, the Allah should really be like Rav Huna. And that is that Kulun Azikin should not be Chadam stating that the Rishonim throughout Shas work with this rule, and that is Kulun Azikin Chadam We paskin, not like Rav Huna, we paskin like Rav Yosef, that Kulun Azikin is Chadam Toysfis, in the beginning of Mesechtis Bava Basra, this is the very first Toysfis in Mesechtis Bava Basra, says that we're starting Bava Basra, we just finished learning Bava Metziah. What's the connection, what's the smichas between Bava Metziah and Bava Basra? Says Toysfis, and don't tell me that there doesn't have to be a connection between Bava Metziah and Bava Basra, because Kulun Azik and Chad and being that this is all the same Mesechta, so we're literally going from Perik to Perik. I mean, even though it doesn't feel like it, but you're holding a new Gemara, but really, it's in the same Mesechta. So if it's one Mesechta, there has to be a Cheshmin of why Bava Basra and the Sugyas of Ashutfin would immediately follow the Sugyas of Bava Metzia. And Taisva says, and the Emes is that besides, even if it wouldn't be one Mesechta, still you would still have to explain to me why. So how do I know that? You have to explain the, the connection and the smichas between two mesechtes. So Tais says, "Yeah, kid Ashkech on the day tomorrow, Bereish mesechtes shvuas." That pays him an alf. Mecht. Tana mi makisalik, maish nadik tani shvuas. Vechem bekam mekaymus. You have this in many places in Shas. Says Tais says, "I don't understand why Bava Basra follows Bava Mitzi. Why?" And says Tais, "Don't tell me like it doesn't have to have a cheshbon." 
So we're holding in the same Masechta. There's got to be a Cheshbon. And Zoch Toysis, even if it was in Chad Masechta, still you find that there has to be a Cheshbon. How do I know that Shvu is not based? Because the Gemara asks that why does Shvu is follow Makis? So you see, even by Makis and Shvu is you find it. So if you find it even by Makis and Shvu is, so it must be true even if it's not. You can't even read Toysis. Toysis is Sisrei What's Taisa saying? Taisa is saying that what's the connection between Bava Metziah and Bava Basra? So Taisa, you'll tell me it doesn't have to have a connection? Of course it does. Kulun Ezekin Chadam Esechti. So even if you're going to tell me Kulun Ezekin is not Chadam Esechti, there still has to be a connection. How do I know there still has to be a connection? Because the Gemara Mesechti is Shvuas, that Bezam and Aleph discusses what's the connection between Makis and Shvuas. And you see over, Freik the Marsha, Makis and Shvuas is also Nazikin. So if Kulu Nazikin is Chadam Esechta, so what's the difference between Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, and between Makis and Shvuas? Taisa has no words. Taisa, even if it's not one Mesechta, still you see it has the Cheshben. Still it has to jive. How do I know that from Makis and Shvuas? Zok the Marsha. You have to say, Al Derech Hapshat, that being that really it's a machloikis in Shas, where the Kulun Nezikin is Chadim Esachta, Ayin, Bavikamu, Kuf, Beis, Amenalf, it's a machloikis between Ravuna and Rav Yosef. If the Gemara's Kasha in Shavuos Dabez was only going according to the Mandama, Kulun Nezikin Chadim Esachta, that means it's not a Kasha in Ravuna's world, it's a little bit too dachok to me. Because that's a stomach of the Gemara, and it sounds like everybody is in agreement to that whole sugya. If the only reason that Kasha of is based on so then come out the whole Gemara you can delete in Ravuna's world and it seems very very dark either way this is the Masha on the bottom of the Masha on Baba Basra right, different Masechtas have different Perushim underneath the Masha Masechtas Baba Basra the Perush is called Teferish Shmuel it's one of the Katmonim and he has one line and he's massing on the Masha, and he says, the Masha was matmiya on Toysvis, and he said, as Apshat Tovah, the Gibshat, to be Meyash of Toysvis. Pshat and Toysvis is so Pashat. Pshat and Toysvis is, like Rashi says in Abedazar, Davzayin, Amen Aleph, and like all the Rishonim say throughout Shas, and that is, that although Chazal said, Kul and Ezek and Chadim what they meant was the three Bavis, Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra is Chadim Masechti. But Avada, all the other Masechtis in Seydin Ezekin are not Chadim Masechti. And that's what Taisa said. Taisa says that there has to be a reason why Bava Basra follows Bava Metziah. Why? Because Kulun Ezekin Chadim Masechti, Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra is one Masechti. I mean that it's one Masechti. So there's a Cheshman why Bava Basra follows Bava Metziah. And then Taisa says that even if you wouldn't say, even if it wouldn't be one Mesech, it would still have to be a Cheshman. And you know my Raya is from Makis and Shfuas. I, Makis and Shfuas are in, yeah, they're in Seyed and Ezekiel, but Kulun Ezekiel, Chad Mesech, that doesn't mean Seyed and Ezekiel, it means the Gimel Bavis. I mean that it means the Gimel Bavis. And he says, it's Mamish Mirafs and Igri, the Marsha was going out of his way to say, Adoichik to Gibshan and Toysvis, why can't Toysvis mean what all the Rishonim mean? That Kulun Ezekiel, Chad Mesech, means the three Bavis. Truth is, I found in the Sefer, Yad Malachi, which is of course a, if not the go-to safer any time you're dealing with any Klali Apsag. So this is in Simon Shin Lamit Ches. It's called Kulun Zik and Chadam Asachti. He brings the Marsha. He brings the Kasha that the Teferi Shmuel asks on the Marsha. And he says that if you go through Shas with Rishonim, what you're going to find out is, not to give it away for those that want to go through Shas and Rishonim, but if you go through Shas and Rishonim, you'll see there's one Rishon in the whole world, the Rimagash, albeit a Kadman who holds that Kulun Zik and Chadam Asachti means the whole Satan Zik. But every 
every other Rishon in the world holds. Kula Nazika means the Gimel Bavis. And if it means the Gimel Bavis, it's Pasha. That's what Taisa said. And really, it's, it's a Pella. What forced the Marsha, who knew all these Rishonim, not to learn Pasha, Pshat, and Taisa the way all those Rishonim learn. So Kula Nazika and Chadam Asachtahi then means what? doesn't mean the whole Seydin Azikin. What it means is the three Bavis. It's a little dachuk, right? Kul and Azikin, it doesn't sound like the three Bavis. It sounds like the whole Seydin Azikin. The Chsam Soifer, the first Chsam Soifer Baba Basra, I found, asks this Kasha. And he says, it's Muchach from here that we have a misunderstanding of what those words even mean. Kul and Azikin, It doesn't mean Kul Seydin Azikin. What it means is Kul Meseches Azikin. In other words, if Kula Nazik and Chadam Mesechte, so what does that mean? The three Bavis are one Mesechte. So it's one Mesechte. So what does it mean? Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra. A Bav is a door, it's a Shar, it's a Pesach. What it means is there's one Mesechte that's really broken up into three Sharim. What we know as the Dry Bavis. Yeah, Bava Kama, yeah, Bava Metziah, yeah, Bava Basra. Okay, but Bava Kama is not the name of a Mesechte then. If it's its own Mesechta, okay, that's the name of the Mesechta. It's called Baba Kama. This is called Baba Mitzvah. This is called Baba Basra. So what then is the name of the Mesechta? Zokhtar Sam Saif, it's Pasha. The name of the Mesechta is Nezikin. And that's what the Gemara means. Kul Nezikin Chada Mesechta Why would the Mesechta be called Nezikin? He says, probably because that's how the Mesechta starts. Our Ba'av is Nezikin. So therefore, the name of the Mesechta is based on the Haschalah of the Mesechta. And thus we have... Seydin Ezekin and Mesechus Ezekin. And by the way, Al-Tatama, because the Seydin Tyrus and this Mesechus Tyrus, right? So just like you have Seydin Tyrus and Mesechus Tyrus, you have Seydin Ezekin and you have Mesechus Ezekin, and that's what's going on here. There's Mesechus Ezekin and there's three bubbles. I'm sorry for, I'll tell you even better. And if you've never seen this, might, this might come as news to you. And that is, there's a Mesechus called Mesechus Kalim. Right? Mesechtis Kalim is the first Mesechtis in Seydin Tyrus. Mesechtis Kalim has 30 prokim. It's very, very long. It's one very long Mesechta. If you look at the Toisefta on Mesechtis Kalim, it's divided into three groups. You can look it up. It's in the back of the Nidagamara, Ayin Sham, it's Kedah. It's divided into three groups. You know what it's called? Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, and Bava Basra. That's what it's called. So there's two Bava Kamas? There's two Bava Metziahs? There's two Bava Basras? Of course not. There's one, Mesechtis Nezikin, that's made up of Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra. And then there's Mesechtis Kalim, that's also made up of Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, and Bava Basra. But the point is, is that Kalim, Zoktach Sam Soifa, is no different than Nezikin, or vice versa. And that's what's going on over here. It's Kulan Mesechtis Nezikin, not Kula Seydin Nezikin. That's what the Sam Soifa says right in the beginning of Mesechtis Bava Basra. But I'll tell you a Dover Nifla, and that is. The last few weeks, one of the themes of the raid was the Rambam's Haktoma to Spirit Shamashnais. Right, we talked about how the Rambam says that when Rabbi Yudha Nasi referred to different Tanam in the Mishnah, so there's three different titles that they may or may not have. One is no title at all, the other one is Rabbah and Rabbi, right, which is the greatest of the three titles. It's Shammai Hill, Shmai Yaftali, and it's the ones that have no title at all. We spoke about the Rambam in his Akdamat Pirish Amashayis, where he has his list of 37 Tanam that are mentioned only one time. The Chavis Yar says that you see that Shikha is something that everyone, even the greatest of the great, are vulnerable to. He says, because Milanu Rambam, and you see that there was Shikha Lifne Kisei Kvaidai that he forgot. Because in the Rambam's list of 37, the whole list is Meshubish, Dvarumatikin. This is Ray that, that we spoke about. So on that theme, the Rambam in his Akdamat, to his Pirish So he goes through the sixth star, 
And he counts. There's a lot of counting. It's interesting. Like the Rambam's giving us fun facts. And the Hakdama did a Pirish HaMishnayis. Rambam, I think. But either way, the Rambam does a lot of counting and gives you like different ways to remember Simonu maybe. But either way, so the Rambam goes through the six storm that we have. And he makes a cheshman of how many Masechtes there are in each Seder. And then at the end, he tallies them up. And the Rambam, when he comes to his final tally, he says, How many Masechtes are there? Shishin va'achas. The 61 Masechtes. Uprokim. How many prokim are there? Chamesh meyos u'shloisha va'esrim. 523. So I think if somebody sat and counted the prokim, somebody would say, you know, why don't you open up a real safer and learn, right? But this is what the Rambam's doing. So the Rambam counted. He said, I have 61 Masechtes and I have 523 prokim. This is Torah. And as I state in Rambam. Now when the Rambam counts his cheshbin, of 61 Masechtes, and he goes through each one, and Satan Ezekiel says the Rambam, you know how many Masechtes there are? He says there are eight Masechtes. This is what the Rambam says. There's eight Masechtes in Satan Ezekiel. What's the Cheshman of eight Masechtes? He counts them for you. Sanhedrin, Makis. Now he rather says, does the Rambam, that he did see a Yesha Imrim that Sanhedrin and Makis are Chodim Masechtes. When you learn Makis, that base, you become familiar with this Indian. But the bottom line is that Sanhedrin is one, Makis is two, he says they're not. Shfuis is three, Avaidazar is four, Hyrius, Avis, Idias, that's seven, and then the three Bavis, which are Chadim Masechti. And as a result, the Rambam says there's eight in Satan Ezekin, and because there's eight in Satan Ezekin, you end up with 61. Now, parenthetically, this Rambam's a Shver Rambam. The reason it's a Shver Rambam is because everybody knows that how many Masechtis are there? There's 60 Masechtis, not 61 Masechtis. We've mentioned many times over the years that the Me'iri, in his Akdama to Pirkei Yavis, yeah, Akdama that has its own name, it's called Seder HaKabbalah, it's one of the underrated Tzvar. But in his Seder HaKabbalah, so the Me'iri, he says that once upon a time, before the Rishonim, so he's a Rishon, and he's talking about, you know, the Eridus Adairus in his time, you can imagine. See, you know, in our time, we're only Rishonim, a Bentzich, where they were goyinim, he says. And he says, what was a goyin? So he says, a goyin was someone that knew all 16 Masechtes. And he says, that's why he was called a goyin. Because goyin is bigamatria 60. Gimel, alevav is 10. And nun is 50, is 60. The Chidot brings us to shame. I'll tell you something, a double chadash. And that is that the Vilna Goyin's Pirish, speaking of goyinim, on Pirkei Ovis, that was put out by the Goyen's Talmud Muvik, Rabbi Nachem Mendel Mishkov. So the Goyen had two Talmidim, Rabbi Yisrael Mishkov, Rabbi Nachem Mendel Mishkov. He had more than two Talmidim, but not to be confused. There was Rabbi Yisrael Mishkov, the Baal Pasa Shulchan, and the Takn Chadatin, Amasechtis Shkolim. But this is Rabbi Nachem Mendel Mishkov. He's the one who put it out. And in his Akdama, it's obvious that this is pun intended. He's talking about his Rebbe the Goyen, and he brings this Indian that the word Goyen is Oila Mispashishim, and it's Lerames Alashishim Mesechtis, and he has a whole Akdam in the opening paragraph written Bixaviat Kotchash, Roman Achimendel Mishklov, this Indian, and that the Vilna Goyen was someone that was bucking in, in all of the 60 Mesechtis. The truth is, it comes from a Medrash. It comes from a Medrash. Medrash is in two places. In, in, in Midbar Rabbah, Parashas Kairach, the Pasuk says, Shishim heima melachos, ushmoinim pilakshim, va'alamos ein mispar. It's a Pasuk in Shir Hashir. Shishim heima melachos, shishim mesechtes. It's referring to the 60 mesechtes. So this already has a makar. So I saw the Rashash wrote Hagois on the side of the Medrash Rabbah. So on the side of the Medrash, so he brings...
the Rambam in his Akdama to the Pirish Amishnayas, who says that how many Masechtas were there? Not 60, but it was 61. So it's a power. The Medrash says 60. Everyone owes 60. How can you say 61? Now the Emmett says when you're learning these sugyas, you could always say maybe you round off the numbers, right? All the rushes that talk about rounding off numbers, right? Was, did 70 you didn't come to Mitzrayim? Was it 69? The Rosh says, no, the Torah was rounding off the number. Right? Or is it 39? The Rosh says we're rounding off the number. Right? What's pi? Is it 3 or is it 3 point something? We're rounding off the number. It's what you're doing Vatican, but I ain't read bites. But the bottom line is this. See, you can always say that, I guess. But Dr. Ashash, it's a power. The Rambam says 61, and really we have 60. It's not 61. So which one is it? Is it 60 or is it 61? So he says that I have two eights. One eights is... One eitzah is that this medrash was going according to the mandama that holds that Sanhedrin and Makis is one mesechta. Now, even though the Rambam's also going that it's, but the Rambam's going that it's two mesechtas, like the Rambam spoke out. So the Rambam's going to say that I know there's a Yeshayim that holds Sanhedrin and Makis are really one mesechta, and this medrash is going according to that. But then the Rashad says that I found an, I found the Metzia. because this medrash in Parshas Koirach is also a medrash chazes. That's the medrash in Shirashirim, and it says the same words Shisham Hema Melacha. But it adds one word. What is the shishim melachos? Shishim mesechtos shel halachos. So there, of the sixty-one mesechtos, sixty of them are halachos, and one of them are midos toivos. They're echeretz nimusim. That's avos. So it's not a cash. The Rambam's talking about all the mesechtos. All the mesechtos is sixty-one. But in terms of avos, that's already different. So as it relates to halachos, it's only going to be sixty. Either way. This is a Rambam in the Pirish Hamishnayis that's working with this Indian of Kulun Ezekiel Chadam Masechta. And what's Kulun Ezekiel Chadam Masechta? It means the three Bavis. If the three Bavis are one Masechta, it means Bavakam Bavatim Bavabasra in Ezekiel. There's no different than Bavakam Bavatim Bavabasra in Masechta's Kalim. Well, if that's the case, so what is the name of the Masechta, right? If it's the Gan Seydin Ezekiel, so Kulun Ezekiel means Seydin Ezekiel is really one Masechta. But if it's really one Masechta, the Rambam in his Minyan HaMasechta's 60, 61, whatever the number is, it's going to be one Masechta. So what's the name of the Masechta? I'm sorry if it's Masechta's Nezikin. We're learning Masechta. We're not learning Bavakam. We're learning Bavakam of Masechta's Nezikin. Talk about knowing the rest of the story. But I'll tell you what, Dover Nifla V'noira Adla Ma'ayt. It's a very small safer, so you know what this is. And it's blue. So that's the giveaway. So either way, and that is, I saw, Rabbi Ruben Margolis, I found this on Shabbos, it was Kamoit Sashol Rav. Wrote a safer called Yisaida Mishnah Varichas. It's a safer that we've quoted in the past. Yeshaimrim, it's the most impressive safer that was above my pay grade to opine on something like this. But it's, it's, a, it's a safer that talks a lot about Yisaida Mishnah, the Arichasa. Either way, so Teich Tvarov starts on page Chavhei. So he says that if you look in the Garris of Shurugayin, we spoke about last week. So Shurugayin was asked, he writes, that I was asked, that the Seder of the different Masechtas seemed to be a little bit confusing. And Chazal in different places address it, but Rashi Rugoyen was asked to fill in the blanks where Chazal didn't properly address it. Like one of the questions he asked, was asked was, why is Masechtas getting before Masechtas Kedushin, right? Ukedoyim. There's a lot of such kashas that are a little bit sorech iyun. And Rashi Rugoyen writes a homahalach. The Rambam in his Akdama, to the Pirush HaMishnais, he doesn't quote Rashi Rugoyen, but he himself addresses it. And he goes through different things. But at the end of the day, it's a little bit In fact, Ruben Margolis writes that it's Pasha that the Rambam, what he said, what he said, he meant it more al-derech trosh. He didn't mean it so much al-derech hapshat. That's what he thinks. He says, why do I think that? He says, go through a lot of his svaras. I'll just mention one dogma. 
He says, why is Gitin before Kedushin? So because it says in the Torah, because of the Sefer Kriyas, Venasam Viyada, Venyatsam Ibeisa, Behoisel Lejacha. Oh, it says first Gitin, then Kedushin. Fake Rabbi from Margolis. Why didn't you start early? And then because of the Sefer Kriyas. The Torah says the Ramah was working backwards. It says Kedushin, Gitin before Kedushin. Okay, so you want to back into a Mahalach, I have a Mahalach. If it would have said Kedushin before Gitin, you could have backed in the other way, right? The end of the day, it's still Enoi Oymer Eladushuni. So he says, he thought about it a little bit. He was misbeinen. And he said, he came up with the following observation. And that is, he says, if you look at every single one of the star, the mesechtes go in order of mesechtes that have the most prokim to mesechtes that have the least prokim. I'm going to read it inside. He says, Nikach meiroj seidamoyed. Hine. Berishoynu snider Shabbos. Koyleles chafdal prokim. Mesechtes Shabbos has 24 prokim. Afterwards comes Erevin, which has 10 prokim. Sochem has 10 prokim. Then comes Shkolim, which has 8. Yuma has 8. Sukkah has 5. Beya has 5. Rosh Hashanah, Tainas, and Megillah all have 4. And then comes Moikotin and Chagigah, which both have 3. He says, if you go through, say, the Noshim. The first Masech and say, the Noshim is Yavamis. Yavamis has 15 prokim. Ksubis comes second, which has 13 prokim. Nadarim has 11 prokim. Nazar has 9 prokim. Saita has 9 prokim. Gitan has 9 prokim. And then comes Kedushim, which has 4 prokim. Say the Nazikin. This is fun. Noida ki ashalosh bavos the three bavos achad mesechta bavu kambam and tia bavu basra. Well, if that's the case, it's one very long mesechta, and therefore, obviously, it has the most prokim. He says after that comes Sanhedrin. After Sanhedrin is Makis, but Sanhedrin and Makis, according to a lot of Rishonim, achad mesechta. Now, if you look at footnote Ches lo yuumen, he says that the Rambam in his Akdamah to Pirush Hamishnayis he mentions it as a sheet in the Velt that holds the Sanhedrin and Makis. So Rabbi Margolis says Malakit Rishonim that say you'll be surprised more Rishonim hold I think Makis and Sanhedrin is one that hold the otherwise. He starts with the Rabbag and then he has a Ramban and he has a Rajba and it's Mamish. He has a whole bunch of Rishonim that all said this. So if you take Sanhedrin and Makis and you put them as one. Then together it's going to be 14. Then comes Shfuz, which is 8. Idias has 8. Avodazara has 5. Ovis has 5. And then Hyrius has 3. Kotchim. The first Masechtin Kotchim is Zvachim. Zvachim has 14 Prakim. Paras Chatos is the 14th barrack, it's the last barrack. Then comes Menachas, which has 13 Prakim. Then comes Chulun, which has 12 Prakim. Bechiris has 9 Prakim. Erechen has 9 Prakim. Tmur has 7 Prakim. Then comes Kresens, that has 6 Prakim. Then comes Me'ila, which has 6 Prakim. Tomit has 5 Prakim. Midas has 5 Prakim. And Kinem has 3 Prakim. Says Tyrus. What's the first Masechtin in Tyrus? Kalem, it has 30 Prakim. Aholis has 18 Prakim. Nagam, 14 Prakim. Parah has 12 Prakim. Tyrus has 10 Prakim. Mikvois has 10 Prakim. Nida has 10 Prakim. Machshim has 6 Prakim. Zavin has 5 Prakim. Tfulyam has 4 Prakim. Yedayim has 4 Prakim. Uksin has 3 Prakim. Now we left out Seder's Ram. We're going to get to that in a second. But this can't be a coincidence. It can't be. It just can't be a coincidence. The Prakim are Poiches Vahoylech. There has to be a reason. See, says Rabbi Ramagolis, there's a, poet, there's a poetic kinech uh, to this. Symmetry, thank you. <laughs> this, without a doubt, which the whole Mishnah is one big poetic symmetry, as we see when we go through the Gemaras. We point it out all the time, because it's Emes. 
That's the way it is. But he says, Rem is Ladover. The Gemara says in the Dharm, that Bez Amid Bez, where the Gemara wants to know why certain Mesechtas, right? You have the list, and then you start with the first thing mentioned on the list, and then certain Mesechtas, you have the list, or Prokim, and then you start with the last thing on the list. And what's the rule? Madaafshi Mefarish Beresha. That something, whenever there's more information, you always say the thing that has more first, and then the thing that has less, and then the thing that's a Rem is Ladover. It's a little bit of a play on words. But Mandamafshi Mefarish Beresha. But Al Kapodim, he says it has to be that's the way it is. And he says that's the Chesh. There's no question. That's what's going on over here. He says Rebbe was an artisan and he did this, but Melacha, right? He says that the Medrash says Shisha Melachos are the Shisha Mesechtis. This was Maisa Choshev, Maisa Umen, Maisa Oirek, right? Like the Melachsa Mishkan that was starting right now. That was done in that vein and, and, and with a, a, a poetic symmetry. And that's why it's the, he said the problem is, is one say that doesn't stem. Say the Zeram doesn't stem. He said, Say the Zeram's not going to work. Now, if you look at Say the Zeram, he said, This is the Cheshman. It starts off, Baruchis, which is nine prakim. Then comes Peya, which is eight prakim. Demai, which is seven prakim. Then comes Kalayim, Shvius, and Trumas. Kalayim has eight, or maybe ten prakim. But either way, it goes backwards, and it's Poichis Vahoylich, for three Mesechtes. Vaacha Kain Shavla, Seder Akoitim. And then we'd return to our regular program. Maestris is five prokim, Maestashani is five prokim, Lechal is four prokim, Arla is three prokim, Bikurim is three prokim. Nira, Eifa, Ki'ilu, Yesh, Kan, Seder, Betoich, Seder. Seder, it sounds a little bit like there's a Seder within the Seder. It started off Keseder and ended Keseder. But then, like, all of a sudden, in the middle, it's not Keseder anymore. So what's the pshat? Knocks out the whole theory. It doesn't seem to stem. So first he says that the emiss is there is a Raglayim Ladover in the Ga'inim already that it could be there were once seven star. And we lost a lot of the Mesechtis. So, for example, we have Mesechtis Ketanis. So, within the Mesechtis Ketanis is Mesechtis Tfilim, Mezuzah, Sefer Torah, Tzitzis. So, he says, Libi Oymerli a little bit, that maybe there was once a seventh Seder. In fact, Brochus, he said, probably would have been together with Tfilim, Mezuzah, Sefer Torah. That's the way the Rambam has it in his Yad Chazaka. He has it all in a Hava. So, he says, it could be it was together with that. And today they made a shtickle taruvas between the, what we have today as Seder's Ram and that Seder. And then he says, even, I'm not comfortable with this, but he says, you want a remez l'dover? Take a look at Chagigadaf Yodalit, where over there, the Gemara talks about how many stormed the world once upon a time. And the Brisa says, one opinion was that there were 600 Sidre Mishnah. Another opinion says 700 Sidre Mishnah. He says, doesn't 600 sound like 100 times more than we have today? He said, if that's the case, 700 would be 100 times more than Mandama that holds 7. So he says, there's a little bit of a Remez Ladover. He says, but that's not the Mahalach. So I'm going to tell you what the Mahalach is. This is Niflin Devout. The Gemara says in the Sechtis, Shabbos, Dav Kuf, Tez, Vav, Amid, Beis, Tanu Rabban. It says in the Torah, Vayihi ben Soya, Ha'arim, Vayoyim, Ramosha. Kuma Hashem, V'yofutsu, Ha'evecha, V'yonusu, M'sanecha, M'ipanecha. U'venucha, Yoy, Ma'ashuva, Hashem, River, Vais, Alpha, Yisrael. Everybody knows that in the Torah, these two psukim are surrounded by nun hafuchos. What exactly the nun hafuchos? You do put them and you don't put them in the Zoyer, the Marshal, the Night Behuda's famous Chuva with the Zoyer, in the Aesop and the Star is Dvarim, you do in Vatika. But the bottom line is, there's nun hafuchos. So says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanov, Ibn Sayyarim, Bayam, and Moshe, Behulu, Parshazu, Osala, Kodesh Baruchu, Simonios. There are Simonios. You have the nun hafuchos. Why? Loimar, to teach us, Shein Zamakaima. That doesn't really belong here. It's out of order. Now, if it's 
out of order and it doesn't belong here. So why is it here? So the Gemara later says, Rav Shimon Gamliel said, it's Lahavsik Ben Peronius Rishonah, Lepronius Shnir, right? To be Mavsik Ben Peronius, Lepronius. So we put in these two psukim. Rebbe Yoimer, Rebbe said, Loi men Hashem That's not the reason. Elo, Mepnei Sheb Sefer, the reason it's here is because it's a safer, not be safer. Because since an individual safer, that the Torah is made up of seven Sifrei Torah. Seven Sifrei Torah, it's five Sifrei Torah. What's the seven Sifrei Torah? Keman, Kirebi. It's going, I'll leave it to Rebbe. Rebbe holds that there's not Chamishay Chomshay Torah. It's really seven Sifrei Torah. Why? Because you have over here the Yabereshness, you have Shemois, you have Ayikri, you have Dvarim, and then Bamid Bargufa is made up of three. And the reason is because the middle of Vayibin Sayar, Vayyem Moshe, that's a safer Difnayatzma. So said Rabruva Margolis, I don't know if it's Rachik to say that Rebbe Lishitasa, who held Chatzva Amudeo Shiva, that the Torah Shebik Sav was made up of Shiva, it was made up of seven storm. But it's not really seven. What it was, it was really five. But there's like a Seder Betoich Seder. There's a safer Betoich Seder. Because Vayibin Soya Aroin is safer Bifnayatsmoy, and that's the way it was done. So Lishitasoy, when he was Masada the Mishti, did it in the same exact way. What he did was he took Shisha Sidre Mishnah, but he made one Seder Betoich Seder, not to go from five to seven, but he was trying to get to seven, he went from six to seven. So that Enochinami, it's always Paikas Vayu, but then you have Seder's Ram, and in the middle of Seder's Ram, all of a sudden, it looks like this, like its own Seder, because it breaks for three. It's Rebbe Lishitasoy, it's Chatzva Mudeosh. He wanted seven in Tarish of Alpeh, just like he has seven in Tarish of Iksav. He wanted the end result of having seven. Either way, the Divrei Pi Chacham Chain, and we will end here.